Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this is your host, Jim Ventura, and again, uh, welcome everybody. If you're listening live, or uh, you can jump in the chat room if you like as well, too. Um, we're going to have a good show today. Normally, I do an interview show, but uh, I decided to scratch the interview show just for this month, and I'll be back uh, on again next month with an interview show around the third uh, Tuesday of the month. But uh, for today, I thought we would do kind of a little mini show on astrology, and we've got some interesting things going on now astrologically, so I'd like to talk about those things as well as uh, uh, just some of the basics of astrology. Uh, some of my listeners may know a bit about astrology. Some of you may be new to the whole thing in the first place. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the astrology basics, and then I'm going to throw the call-in number here and let some of you call in and ask questions or comments uh, about uh, kind of some things that are going on in your life, or again, even primarily, uh, astrological questions for today's show. Uh, if you've listened to my show before, uh, I always do, I'm willing to do little five-minute mini-readings, um, possibly with astrology or because I'm an oracle reader who uses a lot of different types of oracles, we can always uh, do something else as well, too. But uh, anyway, today's show, we're talking about astrology. And, you know, before one of the first things I want to say as someone who has studied astrology for a very, very, very long time uh, astrology is one of those kind of funny things that, you know, whether you believe in it or not, it's going to work and it's going to operate to some extent. I think one of the things that throws a lot of people when it comes to astrology and their understanding of it is, you know, there's so many different people who have perceptions and opinions and point of views on what astrology is. You know, what most people are familiar with in terms of astrology is the kind of things you see often in the newspapers and the magazines. Um, and, you know, some of those things can be accurate on occasion and even helpful more often than not. Uh, those are very, very generalized kind of statements about what every Sagittarius or whatever Aquarius is going through or having as an experience for that day or that week. So, uh, you know, we, we have to take some of this with a grain because a lot of that is used for entertainment purposes. The real truth behind having, an, you know, a... a accurate astrological chart done or information done, of course, is is you need to take into account when the person was born and where they were born in order to get a really good astrological reading in play. So um, that is how we get a needle chart. And uh, the level of accuracy that can be really pretty mind-boggling, I think, uh, if you haven't had that type of uh, exposure in the first place in that sense before, of uh, how astrology works, it really can be really, really extremely accurate. Uh, again, when you have those key ingredients factored into the situation, being the uh, you know the birth time and the place, because what in actually in actuality is happening is it's like when you're born. What astrologers are doing are taking a snapshot of the sky when you're born. So in essence, what that does is it kind of set it sets into motion personality characteristics, traits, and experiences that you're likely to go through. Now, this is something I, I love to point out to everyone. Understand that astrology does not eliminate your choices. 
In no way is that the case. One of the dynamics between a, a being alive in a physical body and a human being in a physical plane is we make choices and decisions about our life. But what astrology is going to do is it's going to show what our disposition is in really in many areas of life. I mean, you can look at an astrology chart and in essence see what kind of relationship you had to a, in a larger context with your own mother or how you operate sexually or how you, uh, you know, what your, your perception is of work or status in the world, uh, your relationships. All these things will show up very clearly in an astrological chart. Again, they're not necessarily taking away the choices that you make, but what they're going to do is set certain dispositions into motion. You know, there's certainly a big difference between the way a Virgo perceives life and the way, uh, you know, a, uh, a Leo perceives life. And uh, that, that is something that's very, very key to understand. Now, in addition, I also want to mention that and I want to give you the basics, and then I'm going to start taking some callers as well in just a few minutes. But uh, one of the basic things I like to explain to people, just so you kind of understand what you're dealing with when it comes to astrology, is you not only have a sun sign. When you read the basics of, of what your astrology is, in other words, if you're born on uh, September 7th, then you are Virgo. But astrology is more, more complicated than this. You have a moon sign, a Mercury sign, a Venus sign, a Mars sign, a Jupiter sign, a Saturn sign etc. All of those things also represent different elements of our personalities and our characteristics. So the planets, and astrologers call the sun and the moon planets, even though technically they're not, but we just for ease we, we put it that way. The planets represent attributes in that sense. Like for instance, uh, Venus represents the way we love, express our feminine energy and our creativity. Now in a very, very simple formula to give all of you guys to understand what we're dealing with here is Venus would be in a different sign for different people. Now, you may share the same Venus sign as another person. Uh, for instance, my Venus is in Scorpio. So even though my sun sign is in Sagittarius, and I am largely a Sagittarius in my disposition, when it comes to love and relationship matters, I tend to take a Scorpionic approach to those things. So the way I would explain this to you in a very, very uh, simple way to understand is, for instance, again, using Venus as an example, Venus is going to operate the same way for everyone. Feminine energy, creativity, the way you express um, your, uh, a lot of your relationship themes and that sense of love. The sign that it's in is going to show, it's almost like the clothing that that planet wears. So while the planet energy is the same, the sign that it's in represents the way it's clothed. Then another element that complicates astrology even further but also creates its accuracy is then we have house placements, the houses of life, the areas of life, relationships, your family, your work environments, your creativity, your personality, your friendships. Then those planets may potentially land in different houses and will show the area of life where it operates most heavily. So, for instance, if you have a lot of your planets in the fifth house, which is a romance, risk-taking, creativity house, you will be a very outgoing, creative, expressive person by nature. So I hope that gives everyone a kind of a good indication in that sense of some of the basics of astrology that way. Because what's happening then, again, is all these planets are represented in everybody's chart. But depending on the signs that they land in, quote-unquote, the clothing that they wear, it will change the disposition of the way you are in comparison to another person, and then the houses that they land in will show the areas where you tend to play out that particular theme or energy most. 
I'm going to throw one more thing into the mix here, and then I think I'm going to take uh, a caller. The other thing we can throw into the mix here is then the planets will, in essence, play with each other. In other words, they will form angles to each other. There's quote-unquote good angles, and then there's bad angles. Now, in truth, there are no bad angles. They are just represent hard angles, meaning that there's growth required. You'll have two opposing elements in your chart, and they will have to work out and grow, and often through a little difficulty along, in order to learn how to harmonize. Then we have easier angles. We call them sextiles, trines, things like that, astrologers. Well, those planets really play nicely together. The theory could be you learned that in past lifetimes, so you've got an ease in that area, or it just represents a characteristic or an ability that flows harmoniously for you. So the hard angles, while difficult, also force us to grow. So uh, this is the way that astrology, in essence, works in that sense. So each of everyone's chart is very individual to themselves. And again, it doesn't eliminate choices, but things like the, pl the fact that the planets keep moving form transits, meaning that uh, different activities in different areas of your chart will get highlighted and different themes will show up. Then, of course, you're still making the decisions about how you act according to those plans uh, and what's happening in your life. But again, astrology will show the disposition of where things are headed. Now, I'm going to bring up one thing right now, and then I'm going to take my first caller here. Uh, right now, we also have an interesting thing going on because Mercury is retrograde. And Mercury rules the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we express ourselves. And it's going, quote-unquote, backwards. Now, a planet can't actually physically go backwards, but from Earth's perspective, it, it, the planet is not, it won't get too technical because it's boring, but the planet is moving in a backwards motion from our perspective for a little while. All planets, to some extent, except for the Sun, go retrograde at some point for different lengths of time. Mercury does this about three, four times a year, and it goes, quote-unquote, backwards retrograde for about three weeks approximately, so since Mercury rules the way we think, the way we communicate, and the way we express ourselves, it's going to affect everybody because we all think, communicate, and hopefully express ourselves. So Mercury kind of started out in Gemini, definitely uh, pushing some buttons for Geminis uh, when it went retrograde about a week and a half ago, and uh, now it has moved into Taurus. So what everyone's going to be going through at some level is reevaluating and rethinking and relooking at practical matters, Torian matters, things relating to money, to finances, to practicality, to the level of comfort that we experience in life. Uh, so we begin to reanalyze. Uh, again, when a planet goes backwards, this is what it does. It forces us to relook at issues and themes again. And a typical Mercury retrograde can do things at a base level like screw up appointments. It could make your computers a little wacky. Uh, you may hear one thing somebody says, and it's not even what they said. Uh, I know I have I notice that this happens a lot for me. <laughs> Mercury goes retrograde. I do the I walk into the kitchen with with something I'm going to get or do, and then I'll stand in the kitchen and have no idea why I'm there. It like popped out of my head. So Mercury can do a couple of really crazy things. It also, in a good sense, can uh, bring back people and communication issues and themes in our life that um, we may want to relook at again. In that sense, so often there's a perception that a retrograde Mercury makes everything quote-unquote bad. And I like to get away from that idea because it's not necessarily bad. We certainly wonderful things can happen during the retrograde. But it can make your mind a little bit wacko in that sense, in the way that you're thinking and it can throw off your thought process a little bit because that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to act as a reevaluation process. So again, 
I always like to point this out that, again, whether you believe or understand astrology or not, to some extent it's still going to operate. That said, uh, I notice we've got quite a few people in the chat room today. Um, if you have a comment or question, feel free to you know, write and type something into the chat room. Uh, I can't type back, but I can answer it on air if that's possible. And at this point, I'm going to take my first caller. Let me throw the call in number uh, 646-200-3966 if you'd like to call with a comment or a question uh, of me today uh, about this subject or anything else going on. Again, that's 646-200-3966. And let me take my first caller here. Okay, let me see if I got that going. Hey, Farley, you're on the air. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good, good. What's your name? Leanne. Leanne, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. That's good to hear. Okay, did you uh, have a question, comment? Uh, tell me what you're... Well, I was hoping to get one of your five-minute mini-readings, and I just right. want to say that I've also never had an an astrological reading, so I'm very intrigued. Okay. All right. Well, first off, tell me what your, um, what your date of birth is. Date of birth is 3-9 of 1968. 1968. Okay. So we've got a sun in Pisces. All right. Give me one second here. Let me get my unfairness um, out here. Um, it's so much easier in this day and age to work with a computer. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, we can because we can get a lot more accurate, a lot more quicker than the old style way of going through what's called an unfairness, which is a listing of kind of where the planets were when you were born. In that sense, and if we wanted to get even more accurate, we would ask you for your birth time. I'm not going to ask you for that only because I wouldn't have the time on air to kind of punch all that information and you could always do that privately with me. But let me give you some of the basics here um, in that sense anyway because I can look up some, some of the things here. So your son is in Pisces. Uh, it's Leanne, right? Yes. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm getting your name correctly. <laughs> your son, uh, Mercury's much of so it's going to be a little spicy. Uh, <laughs> Mars, uh, your, your, son is in, your son is in Pisces, obviously. But it looks like your moon is, and this is a little tighter to get, it looks like your moon is either in Gemini or Cancer. The moon changes sign about every two days, so it can take a little bit more uh, specifics of the, uh, time to get the moon down. Um, Mercury is in Aquarius, Venus is in Aquarius, Mars is in uh, Aries. Okay, some of the basics I wanted to get before I kind of started. It sounds like, looking at your chart already, one of the things I notice is while you have a sun in Aquarius and in, in Pisces, you've got Mercury and Venus in Aquarius. Now that, by the way, is not uncommon. Mercury and Venus are always a sign or two ahead or behind where your sun is. That's just the way it, it tends to work out in a, in a physical context. So that said, you actually have a lot of Aquarian energy for Pisces. So the Pisces part of you, of course, is going to be um, sensitive and creative uh, in your own way. Pisces people always have an interesting dynamic about them because they have this duality of being often extremely creative at one level um, and with a high level of sensitivity, but also you guys can be quite practical. But often those two elements pull against each other at times, almost attempting to kind of occupy the same space in that context. But there's a lot of energy around Aquarius in your chart, um, and I want to talk to you about that in a minute, so you definitely would come to with a lot of uh, strong Aquarian elements. The one thing I would like to remind Pisces of, and this is one of the things that the kind of the gift and the curse of Pisces in and of itself, 
and every side has the same dynamic going on, at least in the sense that there's always a good side, and then there can be a difficult side to learn and grow through. Um, the good side of Pisces, of course, is I, I always think that Pisces people have an, an innate capacity to understand God and have a level of compassion in them that is incredibly evolved in that sense, maybe even more so than with other people. Uh, it's Pisces' gift. So that is something that is a beautiful thing about Pisces people, a level of compassion and caring and sensitivity. On the negative side, you guys get more than your share of sorrow to deal with. Um, Pisces has a job to some extent almost to collect the sorrow at some level. So you may see people make mistakes. You have to be careful about doing that yourself, about being your own worst enemy at times because of that high level of sensitivity. And that idea that you collect the sorrow in some respects is a reminder that that's kind of part of Pisces' job, to understand that when we go through pain and transition and we're compassionate with ourselves and with other people, that's part of our work in that sense and no less valuable than anything else in the world. Now, you've also got a fair amount of Aquarian energy with both Mercury and Venus there. So it's going to suggest that you think like an Aquarius and that you, um, and Venus that you love like an Aquarius. So it's going to give you, Aquarius is a fixed air sign. So what that means is it's going to give you a lot of energy around very high-minded thoughts, uh, very evolved perspectives on the way you look at life in that sense. This is all very Aquarian. And you could be quite perseverant when you want to be in relationship um, and in terms of perception and the way you think about things, it could be a real strength of purpose that we see with Aquarius. Although I always like to say that people with a fair amount of Aquarius energy are always weird, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Uh, in actuality, it just means that there's often very, very high-minded thoughts, and Aquariuses often enjoy their eccentricity. They don't want to be, quote-unquote, normal like everyone else in that sense. It's a part of them that, that reaches for the heights in that sense of the ideal world and really you know, a way to be in the world that they feel is as harmonious as they can possibly be. So Aquarius in and of itself is an air sign, which is a confusion for a lot of people because people tend to think of it as a water sign when in actuality, again, it is an air sign, meaning you hold the air in that sense. I mean, you contain the water in that sense. So we see you definitely as a strong combination between Aquarius and Pisces in the chart. We have to check out the moon, again, because it could either be in Cancer or in Gemini, and the moon sort of represents our emotional part, what we unconsciously need to do or be in the world in that sense. Okay, a little bit of basics. Let me ask if you've got a specific question that you want to throw my way. Um, well, I just have been very interested in progressing with my career lately, so maybe some questions about career. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let me see what I'm gonna do here for that. I'm gonna see what I'm picking up from that situation. Okay. I kinda feel like this is I'm getting a couple of basics here. I pulled a rune stone, um, which often is a good guidepost for people and it comes up the rule uh it comes up the rune of um of kind of uh, uh, defense. So what this tells me is you're going through a process at this point in the game where you're, you're kind of doing this thing where you're learning as you go. I just feel like you could feel like there's some holdups along the way with where you'd like to go with your career and the direction that your life is taking you right now. Um, it may not be moving at the pace that you'd ideally like it to in that sense. What I'm getting from this is a couple of suggestions. One, I feel like there's kind of a big break that comes in about September and October for you in that sense and a, and a move forward in the career situation um, that, that feels pretty monumental 
In other words, it definitely feels like it's a good one. It's going to take a little while to get up to that in that sense, so I feel like there can be a little bit of a feeling of mild constraint going on at this point. Um, but rather than um, be stressed about that in that sense, what I'd like you to do is consider that you're going through a process where you're sort of learning what you want and what you don't want along the way. Because I feel like it, it feels like... Um, you're, you're really conceivably wanting to move into new territory in that sense. So the message I'm getting is you're definitely on the right track, and you will, but it just it feels to me like that it can be very practical um, change options that are, are kind of feeling like it's slowing it down a bit um, at the moment. And I almost want to say that, don't, again, don't perceive that as bad because you're learning, again, about what you want, what you don't want. It's actually making you sharper and smarter in that sense as you go, but it just feels like there's a little bit of restriction around immediate movement. Does that make sense? It absolutely does, yes. Yeah, just keep going, because you're going to get um, a lot of, and I want to even say, like, the messages about what changes you need to make and the direction will actually come in, like, July and August, and then again, I see a break and some shifts and actual changes in September and October. You're going to get them no matter what. You, you, you can't miss this. Do you follow me? You're not, yeah, I think you don't be afraid that you're going to miss the boat. Your, your own higher self is going to direct you. Um, I would love to check the astrology after that, but again, our lack of time, I won't be able to at the moment. But I would really, really like you to realize that that's going to happen. So um, it's almost like if you, uh, the defense rune represents the idea that what you're learning is that there's a, some element of restraint. It can almost be a little bit uncomfortable but it's making you clear about, they keep telling me, like, um, you being coming clear about what your boundaries are. And that's one thing that I can say, that I always like to say to Pisces people anyway, too, is be careful about um, letting people kind of stomp on your boundaries. Just because you're a good, kind person and you understand what people go through, you still have to have boundaries in that sense. So I feel like there's a lot of setting up of, of new boundaries in that sense. And this new territory that you're going into toward the fall feels like it's really, really on target with where you are, although they are telling me there's going to be a lot of work involved in this, but it'll be that kind of feeling of undertaking to do it joyfully. So, again, real shifts coming up in the fall. Okay? Great. Yeah, that's great. That's no, that's wonderful. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I wish I had more time to talk, but uh, like I said, I'm going to try to keep them down to five or so. All right? Absolutely, so, yeah. No problem. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you for calling. All right. You have a great day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I am going to answer a quick question for someone in the chat room, and then I'm going to get my next caller here. Uh, let's see. Susan Farrell. Okay. Susan asks, are any changes for me in moving in love? December 2nd, 1961, and money. Okay. You're a lot of things that we're asking here. That's okay. We'll see what I can pick up on any of this at this point. Okay. One, uh, Sagittarius. Sagittarius lesson is in restraint. Okay, that's what Sagittarius have to learn. See, the gift of being uh, Sagittarius is, you know, Sagittarius generally like themselves. Uh, we, you know, as a sign of a Sagittarius also, Susan, uh, you know, we generally like ourselves. Our, our ruling planet is Jupiter. We're generally lucky. We, I, my joke is I always like to say we believe in our own BS, and a lot of times we just make it happen because we believe so although sometimes we overreach. We have to be careful about that. Um, 
So uh, I definitely feel like uh, you know that's a reminder for you in that sense. The idea of restraint, Sagittarius is a truth-seeking sign. So sometimes we have to know when to shut our mouths and when to not try um, to to uh, you know truth doesn't always have to come out in that moment. Uh, we have to be careful that we're not rude about that in that sense because what we perceive as truth, we want to say and we want to express. So you've got a little bit of a softer Sagittarian birthday because you're born in the second which is a more relationship-oriented, detailed kind of Sagittarian birthday, but still does in no way eliminate that Sagittarian element of uh, wanting to explore and, uh, as I quote-unquote call, move about the cabin. Sagittariuses will commit themselves to things, but they always need new growth. Otherwise, they'll, they'll get bored. So I kind of feel like that's one of the things I'm getting uh, with you, uh, Susie, um, that you're, you know, there's a restlessness kind of coming up in that sense. What I'm, I pulled a rune for you also, and what I'd like to say is it feels to me like it feels like um, there's a little bit of blocked movement at this point um, in the love area and even in a move specifically at this time. What I'm getting that's happening is you can, you're starting to pick up what's getting ready to come into your life, and there is new love and there is a move and there are some financial changes coming up, Susie, and you've already begun to kind of get snippets and pieces of this um, that are beginning to come your way. And I want to say that um, the message I'm getting, and it's a little bit of a frustrated feel right now in that sense, uh, because the room that comes up is movement reversed, which is suggesting that there's a frustration around what you should do and how you should do it right now. Um, I'd like you to be aware of keeping this in mind. What is yours will come to you. In other words, um, I, I get a feeling, you're feeling like you need to be more aggressive and to do something, but I'm actually getting um, that when it comes to the love issue, this is right now about working on yourself and getting really harmonious with who you are and seeing how valuable you are and that whoever gets you will um, be benefiting and get something wonderful. So it's about a receptive posture and a shift for you because there is a uh, new relationship um, situation kind of coming your way toward the winter part, winter portion, November, December, January. Um, it feels like there might be a few things before then, but when I see something more significant, they seem to be showing me around December or so, kind of around your birthday in that sense. Um, the move is coming, but I'm getting, uh, again, a feeling of the, the situation not being quite right yet for an actual physical move. Um, the, the financial issue that you ask about is, is really, really um, paramount as well, too, because I feel like there's a real strong feeling of safety and security um, issues that come up along the way with this about money, too. Um, I'm kind of getting something about 2010 being kind of a big change also financially, and it does have something even to do with the relationship that comes along. A couple of other different factors come into play at that point and will kind of change the landscape pretty dramatically. But I had to tell you, I, the main thing I want to say is I actually feel like you will very potentially fall in love in a reciprocal kind of way toward the end of this coming year. And I really, really like where that takes you because it seems to bring a whole new feeling about life and options and possibilities at multiple areas for you. Okay. Um, so that's uh, what my, my quickie little synopsis for, for you, Susie, for today. Uh, I see Cheryl John has asked a question too. Cheryl, if you hold on a little bit, I want to take this caller first. 
Okay. Uh, hello, 817. You're uh, live on uh, Snake Oil Radio. How are you today? I'm good. Hi. Good. Who are we talking to? This is Victoria in Texas. Victoria, how are you? Uh, good. Good to hear you today. Uh, tell me what your, your question is. Okay. Um, do I need to give you my date of birth and all that? Yes, if you would, that would be a help. Okay. Uh, my date of birth is October 17th. 1967. Okay. And uh, my time of birth was at 12:52 a.m. Good that you know that. I won't be able to pop all that information out of time to. But it's good that you know because you can get a good astrology chart. Have you oh, done okay. your astrology? Uh, and where were you born to? I was born um, in San Francisco, California. Okay. Okay. So it's good that you know that. That's not that. By the way, I'm good. You, you bring up a really, really valid point for all my listeners too. In order to get an accurate astrology chart done. Um, you uh, you need to know that the city you were born in, you need to know your date of birth and ideally your time. And if you have trouble, a lot of times if you contact the hospital, it's often on the birth certificate if you don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. In fact, ideally you want to get it as close as possible, even to the minute if you can, to get uh-huh. as accurate chart as possible done. And let me just mention this too while I got you, and then I'm going to kind of get to your, your question um, for okay. everyone listening. Um you could go, there's a, there's a number of websites. One that I found that's really good is astro.com. And if you punch in your birth data there and open an account with them, it doesn't cost anything to, do, to, uh, to uh, get your charts done at astro.com. You can order interpretations as well. But for basic astrology, you can get charts done, things like that for nothing, through astro. So definitely a good venue or avenue to take in that sense if you're looking to have astrology charts done. Of course, I'm a professional astrologer. If anybody would want to do a private session with me, they can contact me through the web, and I can get back to them and set up a mm-hmm. private uh, phone session consultation that way. But if you're, you know, you're tight on money and you wanted just some basic information in that sense, uh, then uh, you again, you can go and get this kind of free information from Astro. And a lot of the trust reports are excellent and not that expensive as well. Okay, mm-hmm. that said. Um, uh, so one thing I want to, I'm going to give you a second to answer, ask a question, Victoria. Okay. But I want to mention a little bit about Libra. Mm-hmm. You know, Libra, of course, I, my joke is I always say that in an ideal world for Libra, everybody would walk around with cocktails and talk nicely to each other, and there would be flowers, <laughs> and it would be a good world where people treated each other well mm-hmm. in that sense. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's often not necessarily the case. Right. And Libra's major lesson in life is, you guys are meant to give love and to to balance circumstances and situations, even in the midst of chaos and difficult people. Mm-hmm. The problem is you often get more than your share of difficult people <laughs> around you to try to harmonize and balance, which could be the kind of pain in the ass for Libra to have mm-hmm. to go to in that sense, because that would be opposite of what you would ideally want right. in that sense. But uh, one of the things that Libra struggles with most, of course, is decisiveness. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I always like to remind my uh, uh, Libras is a lot of times when you struggle, you're not really struggling necessarily with a situation as much as about the fear of making a wrong decision and the okay. tendency to analyze and look at all areas so thoroughly. Air signs in general, those being Gemini's, Aquarius's, and Libra's, often are so analytical by nature that sometimes you'll lay in bed at night analyzing the course of the day and what mm-hmm. tomorrow brings, and there can be this com- constant mental chatter that uh-huh. can go on, which is the nature of air. Uh-huh. So one of the things I, re- I remind my uh, Libra friends is that sometimes it's good to make a decision, even if it isn't necessarily 
the best decision just to get out of the, the, the deliberation process. Right, yeah. It can be absolutely exhausting in that sense, for that fear of making a wrong decision and mm. attempting to harmonize whenever possible. Mm-hmm. So that, again, is Libra's, one of Libra's main lessons. So that said, tell me what your question is today, Victoria. Okay. Um, well, on January 9th, my whole life just kind of like flip-flopped. Um, basically what happened was my husband was deported back to India. Right. And um, and actually now he's been there for a week now. I've been talking to him every day. And actually it's almost like a blessing in disguise because now he can come back with like all his past issues are kind of almost like just not an issue now. And possibly he can come back within one to three months, you know. And right. plus he hasn't seen family members like in 20-some years. So it's, it's kind of a good thing in a way. It's actually turned out better than I thought it would be. So my question is, since then I've had extreme financial hardships. I'm here with my kids and um, trying to find work, you know. So I'm just wondering, astrologically, do you see when there's going to be a change of things kind of, you know, turning around for us? Because it seemed like that day, I'll never forget the day, January 9th. Yeah, yeah. It, was a little it was a little personal nightmare day. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what was going on astrologically at that time for you, because the feeling I'm getting just purely from intuition is this was a lot of hard hits mm-hmm. hit at the same time. But you, you know, you bring up a really, really good point about considering the uses of adversity, because a lot of times it does clear the air in that sense as well. Mm-hmm. So I actually kind of have um, some good news for you in that sense, because what I'm getting is they're telling me that there's three pops. In other words, in this year, I see the first shift and change coming actually as soon as July. And mm-hmm. what they're telling me is there's work and a way to bring income in coming at that point for you. Uh-huh. That's going to kind of start. It feels to me like they keep kind of saying to me it's like starting over and then yeah. you're kind of working from the ground up again. Right. But I feel like you'll do very well with this, and it leads to some other changes in 2010, 2011 that will be very, very, very beneficial for you in that sense uh, as well. And do you, is your husband coming back? Yeah, this is what we're working on to get him back. Yeah. Because it's just I'm, some I'm paperwork that we have to process. Because yeah, I'm getting that he comes back also. Uh-huh. So that uh-huh. also is going to help a lot in just feeling of that. I mean, the family's been split. And yeah, right. Well. And exactly. that is um yeah. That is definitely uh a, a difficult thing uh to be to be looking at at this point as well. But they're telling me that there's three pops. Um one that comes in July, there's another change that comes in November that I really like that I see around you guys in that sense. Um uh-huh. some opportunity that's connected with him. Okay. Um that comes up, um and that will put you on a lot more of a firmer financial ground. From July forward, you're going to start bringing money in again, but I'm telling you, I don't know a lot of you, it's going to be tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you might think, how could it be tighter than it already is? Yeah. <laughs> but it won't be as tight as that because you will have actually income coming in. But it almost feels like I feel this sense of frustration, like you finally get income coming in, but now you have to pay off yesterday. Okay. <laughs> and so there's a feeling of like, damn it, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting somewhere, and every time I get a dime in my hand, it goes out. Mm-hmm. But by November, it feels like um, there, there's definitely some significant assistance and help on both ends, and it mm-hmm. feels like you're really stabilizing the family at the, that point. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is something about, I'm trying to get this feel about even what your husband necessarily does exactly, but there's something about, it's either new work or new business build that comes in 2010, 2011. Oh. And I'm, real, I'm getting this thing about, it's almost like because you guys will have struggled so much, there's this internal thing about we are never going to be in this position again. Okay, we're yeah, we're talking about that now. That. Yeah, it's really strong. And what I see internally about this, and I'm telling you, you won't ever be there again. Mm-hmm. Once you have made this shift and this change, you will really, really begin to grow financially in a way that really is above and beyond anything you've already done Wow! in that sense. And it actually is going to build. You guys actually have a, a deeper plan to build a really strong financial foundation for yourselves yeah. in that sense. And all these annoying stuff that mm-hmm. has gone on is part of that piecing together. Okay. I'm sorry, I got my call ID buzzed in there. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Good. Okay, I'm going to have to uh, let you from there because I've kind of got one more. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. I just want to make sense. You understand what I mean? Three pops, like I said. One, two, three. One big change, another change in November, and the other one comes a little later toward like June of, of 2010. I was going to say 010 of 2010. You know what I mean about the changes that each shift that comes along moves to another level. Okay. okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Excellent. Good talking to you. Have a great day. Uh-huh. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. It looks like I'm going to have time for one more question here, and it looks like uh, I'm going to hit Cheryl. Uh, who do we talk to here, too? Uh, have we, we've talked to Susie. Absolutely. So let's hit uh, Cheryl, because Cheryl is my Virgo, and I want to answer your Quick question uh, quickly here, Cheryl. We've got a few more minutes, and then to finish off with some astrological stuff here. So Cheryl's born August 29th of 56, 10.32 a.m., and um, that's good. Uh, the only thing you need for a full astrological chart, by the way, Cheryl, is the place that you're born. I'm not going to take that into account at the moment. Uh, August 29th, of course, is Virgo. Uh, Virgo's lesson, Virgo is a, what we call, mutable earth sign, practical sign um, that uh, Virgos have a mutability about them, a flexibility, they're often able to do multiple things and switch gears in a very practical kind of way, that is the strength of Virgo. Uh, Virgo's a fixer sign, I always think that the thing that's good about Virgos is you guys really do believe that you can fix everything, yourselves, situations, circumstances, you believe that, and I, I think that's a, that's a very honorable thing about Virgo uh, in that respect uh, because it does give you um, the ability to realize that you, you can work on things and fix them and change them. Virgo, of course, is a very service-oriented sign in that sense. The difficulty that Virgos have to learn is tolerance. Am I, I always sort of say, I can always tell a Virgo because Virgo's eyes can hurt from the eye-rolling that could potentially come up <laughs> with being irritated with the stupid things people say do and the way that they do them. It can be a little tough for Virgo in that sense. Uh, and uh, I, I remind my Virgos that not everybody thinks like a Virgo. And Virgos to me are often incredibly pragmatic in their point of views and sharp and smart. So remember that the rest of the world doesn't necessarily think that way, even though that may frustrate you guys, frustrate you guys at times in that sense. So uh, that's one of the, uh, the bottom lines for uh, for. Um, Virgos. Now, uh, Cheryl uh, asks about uh, what she's, what we see for her for the next six months or so, and uh, I notice she has made a lot of comments in the chat room, also talking to Susie. And I really, really encourage um, 
you guys do that with each other when you're in my chat room. Absolutely answer each other's questions. A lot of you guys are far more intuitive and smarter than you are able to uh, let on. So sometimes you've got answers and insights for each other. So absolutely don't ever hesitate to do that. I love that kind of thing. But for Cheryl, I've got to tell you, I really feel like for the next six months, I want to say there's a major turnaround. I don't think you're in a bad place anyway at this point, Cheryl. Um, but I have a very, very strong feeling about a major turnaround that's occurring for you now and into the next six months that is a very happy period. Um, I, I kind of feel like it, it – I, I really like – it would be interesting to look at your, your full astrology chart here, but I really like the feeling that I'm getting about all these things kind of coming together, people, circumstances, situations. I pull the room for you, and it comes up the root of joy, which means a series of kind of happy events and transformations that begin to come on, uh, come along in your life. Um, really, really strong feeling about that, that um, you're entering into a pretty happy period. I feel like your astrology is flowing nicely. So anything that has been a little out of balance is going to come to balance again. In that sense, um, this feels like this relates to the family, uh, your work. Just life in general feels like it goes into a fairly harmonious type of a place. And I even want to say I feel like um, there's a lot of spiritual growth around you during this period also, like you're kind of some stepping into some new level of awareness. Um, and they keep kind of hitting me with this idea that you'll get to help more people in your own way. Because I even get a feeling that um, e even in your own way, this is kind of one of the things that you do, Cheryl, you fix people in little ways, you bring them kind of inspiration whenever you possibly can, um, you have a very uh, kind of down-to-earth insight that you get about things. And I'm getting that there's more opportunity to share that part of yourself with people in the world in a larger way that is really, really powerful. So I like that kind of feeling. They're not giving me uh, too much specifics here. Um, I'm trying to get a feel, but they are telling me that there's something, again, that correlates around your birthday that kind of launches you into some new... Um, territory as well and there's some I don't know it's like it feels like some type of a creative project um, although there seem to be other people involved in it that kind of come up for you that uh, kind of comes up for you during that particular period of time so yeah I, I see actually an, an interestingly kind of positive period they're telling me that because you have a positive period you do want to share this with other people you do want to share that enthusiasm and and help be part of the shift that's going on in the world okay I'm going to have to cut that there because, believe it or not, we're down to two minutes already. I might have to lengthen my show to an, uh, a full hour since the 45-minute uh, goes rapidly fast. Uh, anyway, let me give you uh, – I want to thank all of my callers and everybody in the chat room for your comments and opinions, perspectives, and your dialogue. I always appreciate that, and I always do my best to try to get everybody uh, – I, I, always try, I always try to do my best to get everybody – um, on uh, whenever possible. Oh, Cheryl comments that she's in a, in a lawsuit trial in October. Yeah, I'll tell you again. Let me because that, that brings up that brings up that point nicely. Do not um, concern yourself with fear around that lawsuit and this trial in October. I, I'm not even sure if it's even going to get to that point or if it's going to be settled beforehand. In that sense, and if it does get to that point, it will be settled nicely. So do, uh, trust me. Do not worry about that. There's something larger going on here. Um, it's going to go your way. I'm telling you, it's absolutely going to go your way. You're going to be surprised by the outcome of this. Keep your, your, your perspective positive on this. There's absolutely nothing you have to worry about in that sense. Uh, okay, so let me, I'm glad I got that last point in. 
so anyway, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you're interested in private sessions with me, you can contact me through the website. I can be reached at Ventura. Yep. A is an apple, G is a guy. That's Ventura Sag, by the way, at yahoo.com. Or you can hit me at VenturaWords at Mac.com if you want to get my uh, monthly newsletter called Snake Oil that comes out once a month. Or if you want some information uh, on private counseling sessions or any of my books, you can go to my website, uh, http://web.mac.com slash VenturaWords. And that is my web. Um, you could probably find that through Google anyway, too. Uh, web.mac.com slash Ventura, V-E-N-T-U-R-A, words. Uh, and you can get some info on my private sessions and all that good stuff. So uh, if you're interested, again, in getting on the mailing list, uh, monthly column is called, uh, is called Snake Oil. I do the show usually the first and the third Tuesday of each month at 1030 Phoenix, which is now Pacific time. And you always feel free to call in uh, with questions or comments. And uh, when we have uh, less, we've got a lot of people here today, which was great. Uh, I can talk a little longer. I have no problem talking. Most people know Sagittarius, as so we can chatter on, on and on. <laughs> so I'm able to do that, but sometimes I've got to be aware of time. So again, thank you, everybody, for, for checking in today. Uh, Mercury will be direct again at the end of the month, so we'll be thinking normal. Cheers. <laughs>